This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, June 11, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. North Korea's nuclear tests and probable harsh imprisonment of two American journalists leaves American diplomats with a tougher job than ever. How should the United States, its diplomats, and those closest to those journalists respond, if at all? Cato Institute Senior Fellow Doug Bandow comments. There have been a lot of news reports about how Current, uh, the network that employs these two uh, journalists, and Al Gore, the founder of the network, and various other essentially private sector people have either said very little about uh, these two women or nothing at all. And this is a shock to many people. It makes an awful lot of sense. You're dealing with really a criminal regime that is dedicated to trying to extract as much as it can from the United States. The worst thing you can do is to, in essence, raise the price. That is, if they perceive that there's enormous concern for these two women, if they perceive the U.S. government is desperate to get them back, the North Koreans are going to ask an awful lot to get them. In the end of the day, the only way we're going to get them back is through diplomacy. So I think it's very smart. They're trying to downplay it. Don't turn it into a crisis. It's a humanitarian issue. And then you have a much better chance of getting them back relatively quickly and unharmed. Well, as they say, these two young women are likely pawns in in a much uh, bigger game. What's at stake? Yeah, I mean, this is all about politics and has essentially nothing to do about justice. I mean, at one level, certainly this government in Pyongyang is happy to punish journalists who are reporting on the refugee crisis. You know, so this is really a word of warning against other media people who might be uh, operating along the, the border up in China. But but it's also, it provides them with yet another tool to use against the United States. You know, they've been uh, made a, a nuclear test. They've been shooting off a number of missiles. There are clearly a number of things going on. Part of it, I think, is to get the attention of the United States government. President Obama has been busy on other issues. The North Koreans are saying, move us up on your to-do list. It also, I think, reflects potentially internal issues. Uh, You know, the so-called dear leader had a stroke back in August. He's not looking very well. He seems more concerned about succession matters now. He probably needs the military support more. This may be part of an internal move to strengthen support of the military. And they've long used brinkmanship as their mode of uh, diplomacy their mode of negotiation, the whole nuclear issue. This is an an effort on their part to extract benefits from us. They're upset with the South Koreans because the South Koreans are being a little tougher now, I think correctly so. So this is part of a geopolitical game. Unfortunately, the two uh, reporters showed up at the wrong place at the wrong time, and they become part of that. They're relatively small pawns, geopolitically speaking, but they're very important ones because Americans care about human beings, and the North North Koreans know that. More broadly, dealing with uh, North Korea as a problem, what should the United States' message be to China and to South Korea? Well, I think it's, it's very important for the U.S. to insist that this is ultimately, most importantly, a regional problem. That is, countries that are most threatened by North Korean behavior, it's South Korea, it's Japan, it's China. It's not the United States. So these other countries really should be taking a lead role here. I think second is the importance of China. China has most of the influence over North Korea. Even there, it's limited, but China provides an enormous amount of oil and food to the North. You know, China could use that as leverage. So far, at least, the Chinese seem more concerned about 
about an, an implosion, a collapse of North Korea than they are about a nuclear North Korea. The U.S. needs to work with them and try to convince them otherwise. And I think that might include, you know, the suggestion that the U.S. won't take advantage of China if, you know, something bad happens in North Korea. So the U.S. should be willing to say there will never be American troops on the Yalu. I mean, a reunified Korea doesn't need American troops. They should be willing to share in the cost of a mass refugee flow if that might happen. But it's going to be, you know, getting the Chinese to go along. And that's, that's not going to happen if we just demand they do it. It's going to, that's another you know, exercise in diplomacy. I think it deserves serious attention. North Korea is a problem for all of us. China can do the most about it. The U.S. has to work with the Chinese and see what it'll take to get China more involved. Doug Bandow is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.